Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. For my heritage for the blind. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz. Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland, now joined by Pat Bradley, courtesy of Motorsports Authority. What's up, PB? What's up, fellas? How we doing over there? What's What's up, PB? We're doing good. Oh, not much, not much. Just uh, conference play starts Saturday. Now since uh, college football season is officially over. How's your year getting started? What'd you do to bring in the new year, and uh, how's everything so far? Oh, going good, going good. Didn't do much. Um, you know, kind of just relaxed. Was uh, no big plans. Um, I had to travel, so you know, I kind of just got some last-minute stuff done, and um, you know, just kind of got got ready for for opening week of. Um, of hoops uh so that was pretty much it didn't want to do anything too crazy that's going to be really interesting too with conference play getting started and you can see uh maybe you know it may be a little bit too early with seeing how the conference takes shape but you'll see that initial push in some of the teams that you expect to be at the top of the conference and where they stack up and then some teams that maybe unexpectedly look a little bit better in conference play. It's all always interesting this time of the year. Yeah, well, one of the things is, you know, every projection, whether it's Joe Lenardi or some of the other um, people that do bracketology, they they got the SEC with nine teams in right now, projected, nine teams. And obviously we know, um, you know, in two and a half months basically, or, you know, 12 weeks of uh, – uh, excuse me, not 12 weeks, but yeah, over the next two months, a lot of things can change, and one of those could be teams, so like Arkansas is on the outside looking in right now, um, but you know, Missouri, who was a tournament team last year, although they lost their best player, they're on the outside looking in right now, and uh, I, I think you know everybody at the beginning of the season had the Hogs not only firmly in the NCAA tournament, but possibly a second weekend, maybe another Elite Eight team. So you look at um, the two teams, the last two in for the SEC right now is Florida and South Carolina. So, you know, there's just so many. The good news for the Hogs is there's so many opportunities for quality, quality wins uh, that, you know who knows if Minifield is going to be the the dynamic that brings everything together for them. Uh, so yeah, right now we're on the outside looking in, but you know it starts this Saturday where Auburn is a, a top twenty-five team. Auburn is you look at all you know net rankings and Ken Palm. Um, you know they're a legit. That's a that's a legit squad. So you know that's a quad one victory right there. So you got to take advantage of it because I don't want to say time is running out, but opportunities like hosting a top twenty five team at your house that's the advantage. That's what you got to take advantage of. Now that puts you back in the conversation um, of of being able to 
uh, get back to the NCAA tournament. And what, you know how it is, fellas. W- once you get in the tournament, anything can happen. You just got to get in. And uh, it, 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 all that other stuff will take care of itself. But you got to, you know, you just got to understand that just about all of the wins that you get in the SEC are going to be considered quality wins, you know, outside of maybe just a, a couple of teams. Um, but the rest of them, you, th- those are going to be looked at as pretty quality wins uh, outside of maybe, you know, like I said, maybe two, three teams. Pat Bradley on Out of Bounds, courtesy of Motorsports Authority. Um, PB, now most people thought that coming into the season, Arkansas's roster was improved and that they'd be a yeah. better shooting team. And uh, the record may not match up the same way. But as far as Auburn, what, what do you see from how they were projected? You know, were they projected to be a better team than they actually were last year, about the same? What, what have you seen from them so far? Well, they, they're playing better than what they were, you know, whatever – stock you put into like the preseason SEC uh, order of finish. You know, uh, the Hogs are predicted to finish three. Texas A&M, you know, was two. And Tennessee's one. Um, But Auburn is better than people thought they were going to be, largely because they have a freshman point guard. Kids at McDonald's All-American, Aiden Holloway. Heck of a player. So, and he was sort of their missing piece. Um, you know, Bruce Pearl, uh, most of the success he's had within his teams, he's had a very good point guard who understands how to run uh, high pick and rolls, a guy that can shoot it, a guy that can uh, plays under control but fast, um, good vision to throw the lob, and that's exactly what this, this kid Aiden Holloway is. So I think that's one of the biggest differences because – you know, every year he's going to have athletic wings. Um, they're going to be aggressive defensively. The difference is, you know, that guard play because he puts a lot on his guards to make plays, and he's got a couple of them this year. He's got the kid Aiden Holloway. He's got Katie Johnson, who's a veteran in this league. He's been around, uh, and he's got a couple of big guys. Arkansas's own Chris Moore is playing fantastic. Uh, they get a big guy, Janai Broom, that's a big, solid bruiser in the paint. And another athletic kid, Jalen Williams. So um, they get great depth. Uh, they could, they'll turn you over. And and so it's um, – but a lot of it has to do with what that – with the kid, their, their point guard, when he's got the ball in his hands, what he's able to do with it. And they get a really good backup point guard, too, that comes in. Big kid, six foot three point guard. So they've – pretty well-balanced team they um not shooting as many threes this year although Aiden Holloway is but you know that could change I mean we talk about that and next thing you know a team comes out makes 12 threes that normally make like seven so but uh yeah they're legit when you look at the standings you can see some impressive win streaks now some of that could be in the fact that they are playing non-conference games and the, the amount of competition that they're playing but Georgia is on an eight-game winning streak. Florida mm. and uh, Auburn are both on six-game winning streaks. Mississippi State. How about Ole Miss? Five, yeah, and so getting to them because they're the most impressive. You know, South Carolina, Mississippi State at five, and then you have Ole Miss that's undefeated at 13-0. and 0. So, you know, you have the impressive winning streaks, but also the fact that are you more surprised by Ole Miss at 13-0 and 0 and what they've done so far? Or Vandy at five and eight. Which which one of those is more surprising to you? Well, we we did this on the show uh, last night. The biggest surprise team in the SEC, and so from a, um, I'm, I'm not so surprised with Vandy because they like a big part of their team transferred out. They'd lost one of their better plays, big seven-footer from last year. So they lost a lot in the transfer portal and guys who um, graduated. And, you know, sometimes just the guys you bring in just don't click. Now, they get a really good backcourt, uh, Vandy does, but it hasn't, obviously with their record, has, hasn't been enough 
to keep them com- competitive right now. That may change. But to me, South Carolina and Ole Miss. Now, South Carolina is 12-1. and one. They only got one loss. They were picked at, you know, they finished last last year. They picked basically the bottom of the barrel this year. And they come out, their only losses to a really good Clemson team, which they could have beat. But I, and here's the funny thing about Ole Miss. Like, they're undefeated. So you have to, that, that tilts the scale uh, because you, you look at them, all right? First of all, Chris Beard is understands how to get success out of his guys immediately. We've seen him do that in basically every school he was at. But he gets he's able to convince Matthew Morell, who's an all SEC type player, so he convinces one of his, his best players from last year to to come back to school. Alan Flanagan, Wes Flanagan, go over to Ole Miss. Alan Flanagan is an NBA player, he's who knows you know, at, at some point he, he's gonna be playing the NBA. He's an all SEC type player. So now you got those guys and then he goes in the transfer portal and gets not one seven-footer, but two seven-footers. One seven-foot five. So now, and, and the other thing that has really been important for them was they were able to get a, a transfer point guard in. Um, that's been playing really well. And, you know, that's, we got some pretty good point guards in the league this year. And add Keon Minifield to that list, too. So, um I think Ole Miss, just because they're undefeated, uh, is is a surprise. But you look at it, they've got talent. They've got coaching. They've got all that. Um, in South Carolina, they did a good job of going to the transfer portal and saying, okay, what are our strengths and weaknesses, and let's go and find those guys. And, again, we've seen it. We see it, guys, you know, right on the hill. And you bring in six, seven transfers – Three or four of them are going to work out, you know, or half of them are going to work out. You just don't know exactly, you know, who, how well uh, it, it'll work out for us. And it has in the past with Ricky Council. Is it Jalen Tate? Remember how well he played as a transfer? Yeah. Um, and, and so, it, it, know, it's, PB, it's, it's just like story. it's just like recruiting in general. Like when you recruit, you can recruit highly ranked players, and they don't necessarily, you know, play the way that you think they're capable of as those highly ranked players. And you're getting the same thing from the portal. So it's just a, a different moment for them. You're talking about the difference of coming straight from high school or actually having some college experience and uh, making the jump or, you know, transferring schools. But you're, it's always going to be, you know, kind of a gamble. And sure. you, you can say that with recruiting. You can say that when it comes to drafting from the pro level. You're you're always taking a chance, basically. You don't know exactly what you're getting. You have a feel, and you can think you're getting a certain player and a player that's going to play a certain way, but you don't know until they actually get there. Until they get there, stop practicing. The one thing that I do, I would say, not that I like, but with when you get a transfer from, let's say, you know, like Ricky Council. Where, where was he previously? He was at, he was at Wichita like, State. Wichita State, um, and he was a sixth man. So you get a guy like that who you know he's got talent, right? And maybe he didn't get the opportunity in his last school. And then he gets the opportunity, and he's an older player. He's more mature how he approaches the game. He's seen a lot more. So that upside is, is huge could and potentially huge for him. And, you know, whereas you get, you know, a four-star freshman or even sometimes a five-star freshman, and they still have to learn the speed of the game, the physicality of the game, the preparation of the game, the travel, all that stuff. And that's why I think some coaches prefer to take a gamble on a transfer from a mid-major because they feel like, you know, it could click for somebody – their junior or senior year where you bring in a freshman and very rarely do you see freshmen take over like Anthony Black uh, did last year. You know, that, that's, that's few and far between as, you know, as, as we know. So, you know, typically they, everyone has the growing pains. But, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's worked out. I mean, you look at our transfers this year, 
I know Minifield had a big game, uh, but there's you know going to be games where you know he's still got to figure some stuff out. Uh, Caleb Battle had some good moments, of course. Tremont Mark, but you know Tremont Mark is a guy. He comes from Houston, right? And Houston's obviously defensive, physical, a pretty. Um, I'd say, you know, the, the offense is is pretty tight, and so I don't know if a lot of people knew that he could put up the kind of numbers that he's putting up, and that's a that's an example there of a guy that, you know, one year removed in a new system, but he's a veteran, been around, and now he's taking his game to the next level. I think the jump could be a much bigger with some of those transfers than it could be with a freshman. How do you think some of these SEC teams stack up in college basketball overall? Of course, Tennessee is sitting at five and Kentucky at six, but thinking about Auburn, South Carolina, and uh, some of the other teams, how, how did Ole Miss, um, how do you think they yeah. stack up overall in, in the picture of college basketball? Well, I'll, I'll go Tennessee certainly is, you know, can – compete with anybody can can beat anybody uh just because how they constructed they're an older team they got size physicality they've got a kid that another transfer from north dakota state this kid dalton connect what a story that he is he started out at junior college north dakota state he comes in the sec uh his final year as a transfer and the kids he's going to be one of the leading scorers in the league so Certainly Tennessee. I think Alabama, if they can figure out a few things with their interior players, because uh, I think they foul out almost every single game, they're averaging like 100 points a game. Like, their offense is filthy. They're going to upset some people. Auburn, from a personnel standpoint, Ole Miss, if you watch Ole Miss and you see the kind of talent and players they have, um, Kentucky, obviously, we didn't mention Kentucky, how well they've been playing. And the challenge with Kentucky is their five-star freshmen, who all, just about all of them are legit, it's about four or five of them, uh, you know, when they start going through the grind of the regular season, conference play, how are they going to respond to that? So in Texas A&M, they've, they, they were at one, one time regarded as a team that, can make some noise in the NCAA tournament. They've had some injuries they had to deal with, so hopefully when they're healthy, that can happen. Um, it's going to be a fun year, man. Even, even People don't talk a lot about Mississippi State, but they get a kid that that could contend for the SEC Player of the Year, depending on, you know, he just came back, he had a broken foot. So this is going to be... Um, it's going to be a, It's going to be a wacky college basketball season in the NCAA tournament, I think is going to be pretty difficult to predict. PB, something that we put out today um, on the pro level, your favorite teams, no matter what the sport, are you on board with your favorite teams tanking? You know, it it could (laughs) change because of circumstance and situation. You know, just thinking about, uh, think about Major League Baseball. You have some of these teams that spend a lot of money like yeah. the Sox, like the Yankees, the the Dodgers, you know, the ones that are in the big markets, and you never want to see them in a position because they have so much on the payroll. But, you know, are are you in favor of that, depending on what sport it is? So I think baseball is different because you can spend as much as you want. So you, you should never, especially in, in a market where – you know, look at the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Red Sox bring in, like, as much money as anybody. Or they're right there. So you should always be spending if you're in baseball, if you're in a big market team. Now, I said this before, I want my my teams, I don't want them to be middle of the road. I want them to either be able to contend for a championship or <laughs> lose every game. Or lose no in between, huh? On purpose. No, you know what? It sucks if you if if if, if your NFL team is eight and eight and they're scratching to make the wild card every year, and then they do get in once every three seasons and they lose. As a Cowboys fan, I know PB. Right. I want you to contend or tank, and let's let's run this thing back. Well, you're getting your Hold wish with the Patriots. <laughs> you're getting that wish this year. No, they're not tanking. They're they're still playing hard, 
but they are one of those teams that they're going to have one of those top draft picks and the more games they win so you know for them it's only one game left but the more games they win and they drop down that draft board and they're still going to get a a good pick one game isn't going to change their draft and how they go about it and then they're going against the team in this final week of the season the Jets that they've dominated for a long time so you almost expect the Patriots to get a win against them right well but even even to that even aside from getting a high draft pick like you could tell for the last... I'll use the Patriots for an example. I'm, I'm sure other people have like their teams. But when Tom Brady left, or even Brady's last season with the Patriots, you could tell, just from a personnel standpoint, that they weren't doing... The Patriots weren't doing what they needed to do to build the roster to compete for a Super Bowl. Like So, like even if there isn't a high draft pick... I want them to lose to force the hand of either the owner or Bill Belichick to say, okay, we got to blow all this up, and we got to get serious. we got to spend our money. You know what I'm saying? I think if people just get content sometimes with just being good enough to compete, and I don't want that. I want to win, not compete. There you go. You get to win. And, right? and, and it seems like it's a little bit easier to turn it around in football because you do get those higher draft picks and free agency you're able to make it happen so yeah pb boys yeah thank you boys thank you msa store motorsports authority um go check out their website msastore.com for all your vehicle needs and purchases pb always good we'll talk to you next time man and uh get this new year started with a bang amen brothers all right boys good job talk to you soon see you pb all right pb courtesy of motorsports authority here on out of bounds We're going to come back with more on the other side of the break, so stay tuned. Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Hey, it's the Shooter Pat Bradley, and I'll be on Morning Mayhem Weekly, presented by Gary Hill, MSS Oil Splash Car Wash. There hasn't been an oil man specialist like Gary Hill since J.R. Ewing. Get your oil changed and car washed at Splash Car Wash. Go to cleancarfast.com for an unlimited wash pass. This is Sports Center. Arkansas football has landed a transfer commitment from Texas A&M wide receiver Anthony Jordan. The 5'10", 160-receiver entered the portal on December 27th. Jordan originally attended Kentucky in 2022 before transferring to A&M last year. He caught three passes in the three games he appeared in in 2023. He's the fifth transfer Arkansas has landed on offense this offseason. He plans to run track at Arkansas also. And in the latest ESPN 2024 NBA mock draft, Trevor Brazil is projected to go 19th still despite a disappointing month of December. Brazil is averaging 10 points and 7 rebounds on 50% from the field and 43% from three on nearly three attempts a game this season. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Guys, it's a new year, baby. It's 2024. Low T Center can make it a great one. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy, you've noticed a lack of motivation and drive, you may have low T. Low testosterone levels can cause weight gain, loss of muscle mass, and so much more. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels tested. They make it quick. They make it easy to get all your levels checked, and it's only 25 bucks. And with their on-site lab, you'll get results back in about 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Do you need Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton. We have been thankfully serving Arkansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. 
Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash sports. Ramp.com slash sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. Hey, it's Matt Zimmerman for Telco Federal Credit Union. Getting a home improvement loan with Telco Federal Credit Union is, well, pretty simple. You can have the money as fast as the very next day. Borrow up to $25,000 with no lien on your home, the lowest rates in Arkansas, and no closing costs. Now you will have access to funds for home improvements. The local team at Telco Federal Credit Union will find the right loan, the lowest rate, and make the process easy. Stop in, log on, or call 501 375 At Eat My Catfish, fall is our favorite time of the year, and football season isn't the only thing making a comeback. Available now, our famous shrimp gumbo and Cajun boudin balls make their return to the menu. Order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. Tune in each day to Drive Time Sports to hear Trey Biddy talk all things Razorbacks. Brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland. That was Caitlin Clark with a game winner last night versus Michigan State. And uh, great play. She's a great player. And you're never surprised to see her in a moment like that where she gets the ball, steps back to the logo, lets it go, nothing but net. That sound. I was telling you right before... Right before we got back from the break, the sound when that with that swish, man, it wasn't even a swish. It was like I don't even know, but it sounded great. Like whenever she hit the, but I was telling you that I watched about the last four or five minutes of this game, and I'm glad I turned it on when I did. Yeah, she's always uh, somebody that you know is going to put on a show whenever you see Iowa basketball, and that goes back to when uh, we saw her in the NCAA tournament and in the championship game, making it to the championship game championship game she still had a really good game but they were just outclassed by lsu but just the run that they made all together people really started to take notice of her but she's been doing it for a long time now i know there's plenty out there that are not a fan of women's basketball but if you if you're a basketball fan this is one you need to watch i mean she's just unbelievable to watch play i know rick schaefer's is shame me for saying that, but just so incredibly fun to watch play the game, and it's just I mean, forty, seventy three points. She had forty, but that's not shocking at this point when she's done what she's done. And the final shot gets her to forty. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. that's the other part of it. It's like that. That's almost like just a regular night for her to score forty and put the team on her back, and she does it right at the end of the game. Hits the game winner, gets to forty. And just one of those moments that you'll remember for a long time. Mm -hmm. That's right. Also in women's basketball, Grambling beat College of Biblical Studies 159-18, to setting the all-time record in Division I women's basketball history 
141 point victory. Whew. And uh, Grambling, they were a 500 team before then, and now they're above 500 at six and five. But 141 points—that's something that is unheard of, and something that yeah. you don't see all the time. And I've always been one of those outspoken guys that it's been. I, I kind of took the, st- and I know different sport, but took the Steve Spurrier approach. Look, if you don't like what we're doing, stop us. I've always felt that way. I will always feel that way. But that's that's pretty crazy. And that's I think that might have been the first time that I've ever said that before. It's, it's like, okay, yes, keep doing it, but it, I mean, what is the point once you get to that level? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. They they were, to begin the game, they were winning 34 nothing which isn't surprising by the score, 159-18, the final score. But yeah. began the game winning 34 nothing, and they had taken a, a lead at one time. It was 82-10, to and that was at the half. 82 points at halftime. That's a normal game for most teams yeah. that are playing in college basketball. They just had to have all eaten their Wheaties or something and just, like, couldn't miss. That's... To to put up that man, I don't care how bad or how good the other team like that. That's I'm, I think the biggest deficit that I've ever heard of, to, to my knowledge, is like 102 to 30 something or something around that range. That but I, that's beyond anything I've heard. College of Biblical Studies is based in Houston, and they are a D2 team, so they were little outclassed there. The previous record for margin of victory was set in 2018, just a few years ago. Savannah State beat Wesleyan of Georgia 155-26, so 129 points at the time. Yeah. Hmm. There's just some, Sometimes I just question why some of these teams are playing each other. Oh. I'm not against, like... You know FCS playing division, or I guess it's not FCS in basketball, but some of the lower tier Division ones playing division. We see that a lot, but there's just sometimes where I feel like you kind of know on paper if it's going to be a major disadvantage or not. Also, speaking of a team giving up a lot of points, UNC football, they've decided that Gene Chizik won't return as defensive coordinator, and uh, Mac Brown said that we we met extensively following the season. Despite the improvements from last season to this season, we mutually agreed that parting ways would be the best interests of both he and the program. So Gene Chizik, of course, he was a head coach at Iowa State and Auburn at the time uh, in the past where he won a national championship, and he was making his way back onto the football field and football staffs as the defensive coordinator for UNC. But we saw that... Going back to last year, they get, did give up a lot of points, and as Mac Brown stated, they made some improvements, but it still wasn't good enough to, you know, think that that was what they wanted to roll with. And now they're looking at making a change. You think he goes back to the SEC network? That will be definitely be an option for him as far as getting back in the TV. And um, some of these guys, whenever they've been in the TV. That's something that they'll always be able to fall back on. They can get back into the sports angle of it, but they know that they'll always be able to fall back on it. If I remember correctly, I think he got into TV. Part of the reason was his daughter was finishing college or high school or something like that, and he wanted to be there a little bit more for her. I think that's partly why he kind of stepped away for a few years. And did. But that's, I mean, it's, it's good to be able to do that, to step away and kind of have a less stressful life for a while. Yeah, Gene Chizik, we'll we'll see what the next move is for him. But um, let's see. So from the Southern Structural Solutions text line, we have a comment that Gene Chizik was at one time. uh, No, it wasn't Gene Chizik. It was, um, gosh. So they're asking, was Gene Chizik the coach in waiting at Texas? It was um, was Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I can... Yeah, could definitely see his face, but no, not wasn't Gene Chizik. And uh, we're going to go to the phones and hear from Brent in Stuttgart. What's up, Brent? What's up, Joe? What's up, Kyle? What's up? Uh, hey, Brent. Not much. Not much to it. I got. I got a. Did, did the Arkansas? Did we hire Michael Smith as receiver coach? Is Kenny Guyton gone for sure? 
Kenny Guyton is gone, yes, but we have not, to my knowledge, at 2.40 on January 3rd, 2024, Arkansas has not hired a wide receivers coach. Okay, we have not, because I was going to say, Coach Pittman's not one to go out searching for assistant coaches. You have to have been worked with him. Ever get a chance? No, that's not true at all, Brent. You you know you have to do. Oh yes, it is. You have no. to do what's best yes, for the program, and it's like you know at this point it is kind of late in in the process, and uh, you just want to go get the best coach that's going to fit the need. Hey, I just I just I just hope I just hope he fits the need this year. We win seven or eight. That's all I'm hoping. That's all I'm hoping for. Because he was the second right on YouTube, he was the second most coach on the hot seat in the country. The only one in front of him was Dave. Your I didn't do it. <laughs> are, these, are these lines still dropping? I know that it was real bad last week or the week before. Yeah, yeah, they're still doing it. So I'm, that's something that we're having to contend with, and we're working through it. Yeah. So. I, you know, it's nothing that even needs to be pointed out anymore to to this point because <laughs> it continues to happen, and uh, until it's fixed, then you know we're just going to have to deal with it all and work through it. So, yeah, that is all we can do. But as far as what Brent was saying, you know, whenever you have a need on the staff, the coaching staff and the coaches, and specifically the head coach and and Sam Pittman, he's going to do what he feels like is best to fill that need at the time. Now, you know, it's one thing for on the front end, everybody is going to view it one way. Is this a good hire? And a lot of times there's a lot of positivity about the hire when it comes in. But then when you see the result in the end and uh, maybe it wasn't the best hire, now you want to second guess and you want to question. And, of course, that's just nature. But if you don't think it's a good hire from the start, why not just say it's it's not a good hire from the start? And I'm not talking about anybody that is specific with the program because they're always going to feel like they made the best hire that they could possibly make or they filled the need, you know, as best as they could. But, you know, if you feel a certain way, voice your opinion on it and, and say that you don't think it's a good hire instead of waiting for the result. And then you say, OK, um, no, it wasn't a good hire. Now, and you can be wrong in that situation, too. If on the front end you feel like it wasn't a good hire and it turns out to be a good hire, then, you know, you could happily be wrong in that situation. But it happens the other way also, where you think that it's a good hire to begin with and it turns out not to be. And that's just, it's almost like the same deal with the players. You you think you're getting a certain player and sometimes you get that player, you get more. Sometimes you don't get as much mm. it's just how it happens well and when dan enos got hired we expected 2015 not 2017 that's how the overwhelming consensus it seemed like it was yeah and then uh dan enos he's been you know working with some high caliber quarterbacks and so the history was there sure for him to to have success in working with these guys but you also have to think about the talent that was around these guys and the system that they were in, what school they were at at the time. The, the offensive line he had at Arkansas in 2015, even probably even in the 2016 as well. There are a lot of factors that go into it. It's not just all on the coach, all on the player. It's more about the team, and sometimes it works, and other times it just doesn't work out. And that's what happened in that situation. But, yeah, hopefully uh, we do get a good wide receivers coach to replace Kenny Guyton. That's always going to be the goal. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland. Stay tuned. Friends, I believe Scott Romine could be our next super friend. What kind of powers does he have? He'll squat me unplugged every Saturday at 9 a.m. That's not much of a power. I can control fish. I'll make him a costume. Holy Buzz Radio Batman. 
Of course. You have many options when it comes to great dining options downtown, but there's only one, Dizzy's Gypsy Bistro. Still offering a wide selection of all your favorite special craft cocktails, including beer and wine, and a menu featuring gourmet salads and delicious pastas. And Dizzy's is also the multiple-time winner of the World Cheese Dip Competition. With a dog-friendly patio, a funky eclectic atmosphere, and room for large parties with reservations, Dizzy's will have you coming back again and again. Since 1995, Dizzy's Gypsy Bistro. Dizzy'sLR.com. New Year's means new equipment for you and your loved ones from River Valley Tractors, your leading Kubota dealers in Central Arkansas. Start your countdown at River Valley Tractor with big savings on Kubota compact tractors and implements built to last you through all your seasons. Bring in the new year with River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Visit RiverValleyTractor.com today. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. And I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. If you haven't switched to MediShare yet, two big reasons to at least consider it and why it makes so much sense right now. Number one is inflation, which is just affecting everything. It just makes sense to say, okay, where can I actually save? Well, you can save a lot in one fell swoop if you switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month. Secondly, your conscience. MediShare members aren't forced to pay for things they don't support or believe in, and that's a big deal for a lot of people right now. They want their money to actually help people. And one more reason, you can trust MediShare. It's been the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 30 years. It works, and members love it, too. It has double the member satisfaction rating compared to health insurance. So now's a great time to consider making the switch, and they are very easy to talk to. MediShare has great customer service. You can call now and get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. It's 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Tune in every Monday night at 7 during basketball season for the Eric Musselman Show. Coach will break down gameplay and strategy. Brought to you by Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealership. The all-new Genesis of Conway, now open at 1075 Collier Drive. Hey folks, this is Trey Johnson with HJ Trailer Sales in Hot Springs, and we have a big New Year's sale going on. All current inventory has been marked down like a 23 Delta 32-foot 24K trailer down over $3,000. A good guy's 35 plus 5 20k trailer marked down over $3,000 under MSRP. All these trailers come with a one-year factory warranty. We have financing for everyone, whether you have good credit or bad credit. Come see why so many people are choosing to buy from HJ Trailer Sales. Check us out at Facebook or at hjtrailersales.com. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland. If you want to get into the show today, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. 
Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. Tyreek Hill is somebody who is one of the most explosive receivers in the NFL. Getting ready for a big game coming up this week with uh, the Bills. The Dolphins are taking on the Bills. And that is for the AFC East. Whichever team wins that game is going to win the AFC East. That's going to be the last game. It's going um, to be the last game of the weekend. So it's going to end, and you'll know who the division winner is for the AFC East. So Tyreek Hill, you know, preparing for a big game, but he's also dealing with something off the field at the moment. There were firefighters that were called to his house, and um, it's a 9,000-square-foot house in the uh, Miami area, on the outskirts of Miami. But he, um, you know, they're, they're, it's unclear what caused the fire, but they were having to deal with that. And so that's something that has taken his attention away from the football field. And they said that firefighters did appear on the scene. They were able to get the fire under control, and it's unclear what actually caused the fire. He's in he's in the news quite a bit for non-football related things. <laughs> he he has a podcast that's actually pretty entertaining mm-hmm. and um they had AB on which oh. he, he's uh he lives pretty close to him and so that was nice and convenient but he he has some uh interesting topics on there at times and then he has some players that come through and and uh as some of the guests so it, it's always uh, pretty entertaining. Coach Kelly brought up a good point that I was actually talking with someone about the other day, at the end of the zone. He had talked about how it might, that the Dolphins might be at that point where they're kind of figured out, that, that defensive coordinators have sort of figured out. Do you get that vibe? Because I started to get that vibe, not just because of the, the Ravens' blowout, but I've really over the last like week or two, that's kind of started to come in my mind. Have you seen that at all? Mike McDaniel is somebody who's really creative in what he does from an offensive standpoint. Um, and it's a matter of time when defenses do catch up. Sometimes it takes half a season. It may take an entire season. I don't think they've necessarily figured them out, but they've, they're coming up with better schemes within game or better adjustments within game because they've seen certain things on film. And a lot of things that the Dolphins do, we know everything's predicated on speed. And a lot of things they do, they go east and west, and then they cut, you know, to to go north and south or go north. And, you know, they have dynamic players that are able to do that because of the fact that they do have a lot of speed. But it's kind of like if you defend the middle of the field and, and push everything outside, it's giving you a better chance to defend them because – you know, if you're pushing that speed to the outside, you're pushing it to out the sidelines and out yeah. of bounds as opposed to letting the speed get up the field. So, yeah, there is uh, some of that where maybe they want to put, you know, a two-safety look, and they're not really – and that's that's where the Dolphins have been able to have success in the run game when they have that two-safety look and they're trying to keep everything in front of them, not let anything get over the top. Sometimes Tyreek Hill is going to beat double teams anyway – but um, that's why the Dolphins at times have had success in the run game because of the fact that you have that two deep, deep safety look and now you don't have as many players close enough to the line of scrimmage and they have a lot of speed in the backfield also. And they've had a lot of injuries, not only yeah. on the offensive side but the defensive side and that's where they seem to be struggling a little bit here lately is on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, no doubt. Was it 56 Baltimore put on? Of course, I know they're playing unbelievably well. And, and probably are the best. I mean, I think it's safe to say they're easily the best team right now uh, as it stands before the, right before the postseason. But, no, that was a good breakdown. I was listening to right, right before I got out to come up here, I heard Coach Kelly mention that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually – I feel kind of intelligent. The fact that he was saying something that I was thinking of myself. So I wanted to get your take on it. Yeah, and, and that that's a good point also. It's like <laughs> you don't necessarily – hear somebody say it right. and then you take that as your own but if you're thinking it and you hear somebody say it you know you're like great minds think yeah. alike and yeah it does happen like that sometimes and speaking of the Ravens this is something that was uh, speculated upon as far as them having the number one seed and what they would do well Lamar Jackson definitely is sitting in this final game against the Steelers 
So that's something that is completely expected. You know, no surprise there. And it'll be interesting to see what they do with the rest of the roster. And if they have a lot of their starters in maybe to begin the game and then end up pulling them, you know, after a quarter or close to halftime or whatever they decide to do. But already, Lamar Jackson, and, you know, for very good reason, he's going to sit. He's not going to play. And he is still sitting as the MVP favorite. At I was about this point. to say, he, he's still going to be the MVP. I think it's pretty much a given after what he did last week. Tyreek Hill is somebody else that yeah. would be in that mix. But Are they going to give kinda, it to a non-quarterback, though? It, it's hard for receivers to win that award. A lot of times what you'll see is the MVP will be a quarterback, and then the offensive player of the year, it'll be a receiver, maybe a running back, maybe even a tight end if you're thinking about a guy like Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, you know, one of those guys that is more of that receiving threat as a tight end. That's where you see that those guys get a lot of attention for that offensive player of the year. Yeah, MVP, it is about the quarterback position because you see some defensive players at times that they mean that much to the team, and there's somebody that could be in the running for MVP, but they say, well, defensive player of the year, that's the MVP for the defense, Mm -hmm. and so they don't look at it the same way. Yeah, no, that's – there's been many a times. I think more so probably with the Heisman. I've been. I, I'll, I'm just not as interested in the Heisman as much anymore. Partly because of that, but that's kind of with. There, there's been so many years that I've just been beyond frustrated because. And it is a quarterback league. There's no question about that. You obviously. I mean, you've got pretty much in today's world. Um, you've pretty much got to have a in today's football. You've got to have a good quarterback to go all the way. But yeah, I, I think that need, it, it just needs to be looked at a little bit deeper, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, always, always. And even when you see the finalists for it, there are always three quarterbacks that are finalists. Yeah, exactly. And and this year, maybe it does change. Maybe Tyreek Hill does make that, that list of finalists, but you already know that it's stacked against him as a receiver to win the award because it takes a quarterback to get the ball to the receiver yeah. to make everything happen. But Tyreek Hill is somebody... Like we talked about, he can beat double teams, and you can see the difference that he makes when he's on the field for the Dolphins and when he's off the field, even though they have speed in a lot of different positions. If he's off the field, that kind of changes how teams are game planning and defending the Dolphins, knowing that they don't have to worry about Tyreek Hill running by them because, you know, you're thinking about him first and foremost, but, you know, there are a couple of other players that can do the same thing, but you're always worried about him first. Right. And if he's off the field, you don't have that to worry about. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. It's going to be Hour 3, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Kyle Sutherland. Stay tuned. More of Out of Bounds on the other side. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important. And they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is Edwards Signature Meatloaf for only $7.49 per pound with twice-baked potatoes.